The Approaching the Natural podcast with Sid Garza-Hillman. Sid is the author of Approaching the Natural, a Health Manifesto, a certified nutritionist, health coach, and programs director at the Stanford Inns Wellness Center on the Mendocino coast of California. Hello, Small Steppers. Sid Garza-Hillman here, and this is my show, my weekly show, where I come to you each week to discuss my thoughts and perspectives on living well in the modern world. If you are joining me for the first time, I'm glad you're here, and I hope that you're here because you stumbled upon it in hopes that you'd find some out some information about living better and being healthier and happier, and if so, this is the right place to be. With that said, this is not going to be typical of most others. I think I can say that. This is kind of odd. It, it's hopefully in a good way, but it's odd. I'm not going to say that it's uh, par for the course. Tell you that much, and that's about the only golf reference you'll ever hear me hear me uh, say. Okay, um, and Mulligan. That's the other thing I know. I don't know what it means, but I just know what that means. So if that didn't give you enough of an intro, if you're just joining me, then you now you kind of know what this. And if you haven't hit pause, then you are brave and courageous, and you should stick through because you're going to be a very very successful small stepper because it is about courage and about bravery. See how I did that. I do talk about that, though. I talk about my small steps approach, how to live better, how to eke out a better life in this modern world without causing yourself too much stress in the process to say, okay, well, I want to be healthier and I want to be happier. But every time I've tried that in the past, it I, I've taken on a bunch via some quick fix or some diet and I've beat the crap out of myself and I've worked really hard and, and, I, and I achieve my goal because usually it's been because I've, I've wanted to lose weight. And, and, and at the end of that diet, I've gotten there. I lost my weight and I'm like, got it, done. And then it just, it just it's so frustrating because the weight comes back. Or I work out and I do that thing with the, at the gym. 45 minutes, I, I did it for six months. I went five days a week. 40, I never missed a day. And then I went on vacation. And I got kind of out of my routine and I got back from my vacation, even though it was only a five-day vacation. And then I just like it broke the routine of going to the gym. And then I just, I've never gone back. Like that was, that was a year ago. And I never went back. And I, and I remember feeling good. I remember feeling like, wow, this is exciting. It feels really good. I feel a lot of energy. And I, I did lose weight. And I looked great. And everybody told me that. And it's really, it was really, really great. And it felt so, so not good when all that work I had done was undone. And, and I want to know why that happened or how to even better not let it happen again. And that's where I step in here. Is this approach for every single person in the world? Probably not. I don't know. Don't care. I care that if it's for you and it works for you, then, then I've done my job. And that's cool. And I get emails from people all over the world having their own versions of what I talk about here and, and trying it and applying it to places that I never would have thought. I've talked about this recently, so go back and listen to other episodes, but people saying, oh, I applied it to how I declutter my house. I applied it to my job. I applied it to my relationship. I applied it to my family, all these kinds of things. It's, this, it's a way of thinking, you guys. It's a philosophy of living well. So what I talk about here, and I am a nutritionist, if you're just joining me, I, I, I do dive into food on occasion. I, d I dive into fitness and movement. I'm an ultra marathoner, and I've done a lot of reading and research on exercise and how it relates to nutrition, et cetera, et cetera. So I dive in on those things for sure, and they're interesting to me. But never are they a substitute for the focus I want you to have on the thinking on, or better yet, finding moments in your life, more on this in a little while, to, to think, to consider. All this is lost in the distractions that are just 
pervading our lives. They're just all over the place, the social media and the advertising and the TV shows. And, and none of those things are bad except for when they prevent us from even a moment of consideration. Then, then I don't think they're good for us. And I think that they're robbing us of an experience of life that we all could have and some do have. And I myself, if you're just joining me, I'm in my own practice. So this has never been from day one. And this is my 183rd episode. It has never been a thing where I'm like, just, I got this dialed in. I don't have it dialed in. I'm, that's the whole point. I'm, I'm in a process and a practice like you all. And people are at different levels and that's as it should be. But the thinking is the same. How do I go out the door tomorrow and do the best thing I can for myself. How do I prepare myself better such that I don't get swept up into the stress that is inevitable? How I don't get stressed, swept up into the office politics? How I don't get swept up into financial stress? It's there, but how can I, how can I avoid letting it take me over? How can I avoid letting it sacrifice the time that I have with my kids and my spouse when I'm worried about money or I'm worried about my job or I, I'm stressed out about this or that. That's not, it's important. It's not, I'm not trying to devalue that stuff, but there's a time and a place. And if we could figure out how to manage that stress better so that we're not robbing ourselves of the limited time we do have with our families so that we're actually there with our families, not physically, but just there mentally, there, present, there, enjoying each other's company, the very core f things that we look for really at the end of the day when we strip all the crap away. What we love most is that those times with our families and friends and and being together, human relationship, and and it's 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 getting harder it's getting harder to, to do in the way that the world is organized and, and, and how advertising and marketing and we're humans doing are doing it, but we know what gets us distracted. We, we, we have that dialed in. We know what kind of title to put on a CNN article that's going to hook us. There's people whose jobs are there to figure out how to figure out a good clickbait to get somebody to click on something. And that's incredible. But that means that we have as people who if you are one of them, and I hope you are, somebody who wants to live the best life you can, the most fulfilling, real, experiential life that you can, we've got to figure out a way to maneuver that stuff. Not to, not to hide, and I'll tell you a little bit about an email that I had, uh, email exchange um, from a longtime listener uh, about this very subject, but not to hide from it, but to say, okay, this, and this kind of relates to my episode last week, which was the, the, the rules of the game, which is, that's that's the rules of the game right now. We the advertising and so I don't see that stopping. So we can either get mad about it or we can figure out how to do our lives better in that context. And then and that's why I come here every week to deal with that. Okay. And also because it gives me an excuse to drink mushroom coffee. Bam. Mm. Wow, is that not fantastic at all? Uh the people who make the mushroom coffee, they're great. Like that's a great company, and I stand behind it. I just I need to get their like cocoa one because I'm not the mushroom coffee. I'm sort of, I've played, I've played that game out. I'm in the 18th inning and I'm just going to, I want to throw the game now because I'm not into it. Uh, but I have two boxes left. So I'm sort of every week just kind of burning through that. And then that, that will be that. And we're just done. For those of you who have been longtime listeners, you will note that I have now made three sporting references. That's yeah, you 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 saw you heard that happen. Three sporting references. Um, 
I don't know what that means. Hey, you guys, I want to thank everybody uh, for real for um, supporting this podcast. If you, uh, assuming that you like what you hear, otherwise, why would you support a podcast that you don't like? But assuming that you guys who are donating and, and reviewing this podcast and throwing in a review on Amazon for my book, uh, assuming that you're doing that because you want to, gosh, I hope so. And not because my mom paid you because that's happened. That's ha- that's really the first thousand books were literally my mom going, would you please buy my son's book, please? And just mailing checks all over the country. It was just horrible. I found that out. It was a DOJ investigation. It was just, no, it was not a good thing. Uh, but you guys are awesome. And thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support, continued support. There are people who give a few bucks a month to this podcast. It, it, it helps me continue. This is part of my job, part of how I make a living. And you guys are integral to that. And it does keep me a moving back here all the time. And I love it in the same way. Got it? Good. Health Made Simple is the only thing I sort of mention. Matt Frazier, who just got back from a cruise. I mean, what the hell, Matt? Can you get, is there any way you can get some freaking work done here? Because I'd like to see that happen. Um, but anyway, Health Made Simple, it's a meal plan system. It's really more of a system than it is a meal plan. So, um, in fact, one of the testimonials we got was like, well, we thought we were going to get a new recipe every week, but we actually liked that it was simplified and not, and I it just speak again, like I'm whatever, go to nomeanathlete.com slash meal dash plan dash system. But my point is, is that the things that we think we want in the world, like variety, I got to have new recipes all the time. Sometimes that's just something that we've done for our whole lives, but when we're liberated from it for however that happens, we go, man, I don't, I didn't actually need that level of variety, or I didn't need that level of entertainment. When we can simplify our lives, at least some of the time, then we realize how little we actually need to do extremely well. And so anyway, health made simple, dude, there's the title for that reason. Okay. But this does speak to a bigger issue, which is to sort of not lower the bar, but like dial back. That's why I do a dial back day every week. If you guys are just joining me every week, I do a dial back day. Today was my day. I do water. Now it's, it's had different incarnations right now. It's water all day until dinner. And it's just a day to kind of bring it back down, not restrict, just bring it back. So myself what I sort of by the end of the week forget a little bit, which is that I need very little to be happy. The The premise of my entire philosophy, which I'll go ahead and call Approaching the Natural, I don't know why, it's the name of the podcast, that's why, is that, is that and, and I did a YouTube video on that, so more in a minute, but is, is the idea that to understand that we are a natural animal and, and being a natural animal kind of just dictates this fact, which is, we we need the things of the earth to nourish us and we need the things of our species to help make us happy and it's we spend time with each other very simple things we play games we we interact we converse we share experiences we 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 share our our triumphs and also our sadness and we we get meaning and 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 fulfillment and joy from that even when it's pain we there's something magical you guys know that this isn't news but the problem is is that in the modern world we are just it's just so few and far between that we get those moments and even when we get those moments sometimes we're so freaking distracted we don't even get, we don't even catch them when they're there and nutritionally speaking again very simple what we need to be healthy super super simple what we want 
is, you know, getting high from food. I get it. I, I call them technology. I've been call, I think I, I don't even know if I, I get so much crossover, like I'm doing a video or I'm teaching classes and then the podcast that I don't even know where I mention stuff. So just a, apologies if I've mentioned this before, but I'm, I'm to the point now where I just want to refer to most of the food in the modern world as technology so that you understand like that's technology. It's not actually like my scotch, my single malt scotch that I love is technology. It's not food. It's, it's on, yes, you could make the argument because my body converts it to energy that it's technically food, but it's not, it's, it's really not white sugar, olive oil. They're not food. They're technologies. They're amazing. We have technologies. It's a cell. It's the cell phone of food. And so to thinking about it that way says, okay, well, I should probably include it in my life in similar ways that I do other technologies. Like when I check my cell phone all the time, it's debilitating. This is me now, Sid talking, because I don't dig it. So I've done a really good job over the last, I'd say good six, seven months of really saying, okay, this is not making me happy. Not because I read it and because it is in some self-help book, but because I realized like this doesn't make me, I don't feel good. The practical application of that came when I started writing my book, when I was very distracted by social media all the time. And again, it's me and it's not social media's fault. It's me. And so I said, I got to figure, I got to crack that nut. That's what a small stepper does. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to work around. It's a situation that needs handling. Not, I don't know what to do about it. I, it's, I'm a, it's just what it is. It's, it's how I've been. It's just who I am. I always check that's what I do. Small steppers, no, because it may not be what you do. It may be what you've been doing, but it ain't what you do. I am not somebody who gets distracted all the time. I was getting that way, but I've done, I've done, I've made headway. And all of a sudden when I realized that, and just caught okay with that, more on that in this actual episode, once I just like realized it and said, okay, let's deal with this. I mean, my book writing is exponential, exponential. Just the, all of a sudden I look up and I've been working straight for an hour and a half. That was un, three months ago, unheard of. If I made 10 minutes without getting distracted, it would be amazing. It, w- it would have been amazing. And, and it, was, it was that bad, you guys. I'm not joking. I, it freaked me out because I started to worry that I had lost the capacity to have extended focus, you know, even since my writing my last book. And so I thought, oh my God, this degrades so much that now I actually have no ability to focus for periods of time. That's the scariest thing in the world, like ADD on the full on full force, right? And no, I mean, I just realized what I needed to deal with, did a little research on the subject, found out some cool information, which I have shared with you guys in other episodes. And lo and behold, <clears throat> not perfect, but I mean, a whole nother world, whole nother world. And I'm happier for it because I'm getting more work done on my book. So less stress overall, less stress, better eating habits. What? Are you kidding? Sid, did you take social media and take it to healthy eating in two steps? Yes, I did. Checkmate, everybody. Okay. Mm. Approaching the natural podcast. <clears throat> Excuse me. I could, t- look, I've said this before. I could hit stop, clear my throat, and then just get going again and then edit that together. But honestly, I mean, who has a time? I just, it's exhausting. I have to put, I, that's like three buttons worth of pushing. Okay. I should have somebody in here doing that for me or Siri should do it, but I've, I'm not going to be having to push my, the buttons by myself. Okay. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, well, two seconds. I'll just kind of whip through the Stanford in is where I work. I run the wellness center there in addition to the job of me podcasting and doing my YouTube channel and working with clients. But you can find me there at sidgarzahillman.com. All my social media um, links are on sidgarzahillman.com as well as the button you push to donate to this podcast. 
And uh, there's that. StanfordIn.com is what's going on there. Some very cool um, retreats coming up. All of them involve me. There's one in June uh, coming up that has optional trail runs. Are you kidding me? So if you guys want to hit the trails with me, there's some gorgeous stuff. Speaking of which, ramping up now my race. Today I ordered the all the stuff. I, I don't want to say swag because just it just whoop, oh there it was threw up in my mouth again. T-shirts. I don't even want to give it away. Just cool stuff. I ordered the cool stuff for the stuff that's the stuff that you get when you order the then you okay. I will be in Marshall, Texas on March thirty first through April second. So I looked up the schedule today. It's been it's good for me to know because I'm since I'm speaking. I'm doing like a TED Talk thing on Friday night. In case you're going to Marshall, because I know that a few people here are. So I'm doing a TED Talk thing Friday night. That's like a big deal, okay? It's like a 15-minute thing and in there in like that huge auditorium. Okay. Secondly, I'm then on a panel the next day about something like sofa to marathon. It's about athletes and nutrition and things like that. So I'm on a panel. Josh Lajani, my buddy, he's on that too. So that's gonna be fun. And a few other people and a Olympian is gonna be on there, an Olympian. Whose name may be Olympia? I don't know. Or Ellen Jaffe Jones. What? Look, it's they rhyme. Then I do a talk later that day. Then I'm on a panel the following day in the morning about um, also about athletes, and I'm not quite sure what that's on. But I, you, you bet, you bet your butt, I can talk about it. So that's what that is. If you're just joining me, I mean, if you're going to be there, then then come say hi. Find me, okay. New York City, I'll be there May 20th and the 21st, although my actual talk is Sunday, May 21st, and the website is nycvegfoodfest.com. By the way, Marshall, Texas, healthfest.com. Healthfest.com, that's Texas, New York, nycvegfoodfest.com. Last week, I had no schedules and no websites available for you guys. Could have looked them up, just didn't, so now I'm on it. Triangle Veg Fest, August 26th and 27th in Durham, North Carolina. That's Triangle Veg Fest. Dot com. The news that I um, busted out last week, and I show you guys the cover on the most recent video I did, but my book is up. My new book is up on Amazon. It's not finished. I haven't delivered it. Um, tomorrow, incidentally, <clears throat> this is a fun fact. Tomorrow is the deadline that I f- to send the editor my first draft. So I can't wait to see that come and go. That's going to be fun. Tomorrow I'm going to wake up and be like, all right, today is the deadline. Let's see if magically that book just gets sent without my being involved on any level whatsoever at all. And then tomorrow night I'll go to bed and go, I wonder if that happened. Maybe in the morning I'll wake up and there'll be money from the tooth fairy and a note that says I sent your draft. I finished your draft and I sent it to the editor. I have belief. Hmm. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, it's not, it's, it's rolling. I'm late. I think publishers know that they're just like, let's set the date. Cause it doesn't really matter. I appeared on a podcast as a guest last week. And this is why this podcast is special. Cause guess where it's hosted. Guess where the guy is freaking New Zealand, New Zealand. Can you believe if you've been listening to me for a long time, you know that I have a little bit of an obsession with New Zealand and my buddy, uh, uh, Jackson, long of the thought for food lifestyle, um, left my home after we had a really fun hang time hanging out. And then I got an email from him saying, introducing me to this guy named Dylan, who runs the plant power podcast in New Zealand. And he had, I guess, talked to Jackson about how, figuring out how to get me on his podcast. So Jack, Jackson did the intro 
and the rest is history. So I was a guest. We had a very good conversation, kind of odd, like not the typical one I've ever been on. So if you've heard me on other podcasts, this will be <clears throat> different. Um, we even broached the subject of spirituality, which I don't discuss too much. And um, and I'd like to think that I remember anything that I said, but I might have been on like an astral plane when I had that discussion. So there might be some trippy stuff that you guys might want to catch. Um, I was also on a lot of acid when I did the episode. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that just came, a lot of just, just I was seeing, I was seeing tastes, all sorts of crazy stuff. In all seriousness, uh, it was really good. And the guy's good and he's got a good message. So anyway, go to your iTunes-ish kinds of things and go look up Plant Power Podcast. I'm the newest episode there. Okay. My YouTube channel, um, thank you guys for subscribing. If you haven't, please do, because they're, they're still coming. I'm still a little bit of pressure at the end of the week, a little bit of pressure to do it. Um, and I was thinking about it. I was like, it, you know, in me, it says, gosh, it would be so much easier for me just to blow off the, the, the video. <clears throat> you know, like I don't have to do it. Nobody's making me, but I just, it's like running. I know sometimes I feel like doing a video, but on the days that I don't, I know that I'm going to be happier when I finish it. And it, that 100% of the time that's happened. And so this time I decided to explain a little bit more of the approaching the natural uh, philosophy. I got a little deeper and just to talk about the court of the, you guys know if, again, if you've heard me before, but um, that, that, that I'm very sensitive to this kind of any kind of militancy or rigidity. I, I'm, I'm, I, to me, that's like the number one, it's like no balance. You either <clears throat> not taking care of yourself at all, or you've learned enough and you're now trying to take care of yourself way too hard th and it's actually derailing you. Like you're just so routined and militant about it that you, it's not making you happy. And, and I, and I'm my challenge, my self self-imposed challenge is to help people achieve a balance of understanding that this concept of, of, of living naturally is, is very limited concept. It's a very limited reality in, if you're, if you're going to stay living in the modern world and have a job and, and use money and shop for stuff and have a family, then the, the concept of natural is simply not going to be attained fully. And you'd have to leave society for that to occur. I'm just saying, that's what you would have to, you'd have to check out and be like, I decided I'm no longer going to approach. I'm just going to go all the way and no judgment there either. If that's what makes you happy, but that's what it would take to go full natural. And, and I think it's very, very important to understand, like I said earlier in this episode, that you are a natural being, but at the same time, at the same exact time, understanding that you cannot express the naturalness of you 100% while living in this modern world. I think those are both healthy things to understand because when you understand that, then trying to achieve some sort of 100% in any one area you're just going to toss that right into the into the garbage because it's you know that it's a fool's errand to try to pull that off and it will make you unhappy to do that and I'm seeing that of course I'm seeing that mostly in the food realm but I know that there's people who just exercise way too much and they're just like all about that at the expense of their lives and I but but what I see just because of what I do for a living I see more people that are in the food realm, too far. They're just too far. And it's so hard because I don't want to say to somebody, man, you should eat less healthy. I don't ever say that because I don't want to make that, I'm not going to make a recommendation for somebody to drink single malt scotch. But at the same time, 
I sort of want to nudge somebody in the direction of asking their own questions and figuring out what works for them and that, and that I would ask them, is what you're doing serving you well? And I would never ask them unless they asked me my opinion about that because they would just get defensive and be like, yes, of course, I'm fine. I feel fantastic. My blood pressure, my blood pressure is down in the right realm, but I got divorced because all I think about is food all the time. <clears throat> I'm just saying, I'm not going to ask the question. But I want people to ask the question for themselves about everything, which is, is this working for me? And if it's not to understand the freedom that you have to figure out a workaround or some other path that gets it closer to what works for you. Dig? That's what the YouTube video is about. Not totally. I go deeper here, you guys, because we're here together. I also do. I also want to tell you that I took one for the team on that YouTube video. I'm not going to tell you what I did. I'm just saying I'm committed to you guys so much that I put my life in jeopardy for that video. Okay. Um, I want to, my book is called Raising Healthy Parents, Small Steps, Less Stress, and a Thriving Family. I am going to not talk about kids all the time because I know that some people listening to this have kids and some people don't. So I'm not going to freaking talk about it. I, I'm writing the book. You can get the book. I will say it's on for pre-order. If you're going to order the book anyway, like if you go, that sounds like an interesting thing. I'm going to order that book. Do it now. That would be great because then my little rating on Amazon gets kick ass like long before the book comes out. And that's kind of a cool thing. So if you're buying it anyway and you're like, yeah, I was going to buy that book. Let's just write up my alley. Then, then, then that would be great if you did that. Okay. But whatever. You can also wait till it comes out on whatever. Okay. But, but the point I wanted to make is that this is relating to my small steps approach. Trust me. When, when, when Lisa and I, like when our children who are absolutely 100% perfect, they have never missed, I just want to be clear. They've, that's why I wrote a book on it. They've never misbehaved, not one time. They are absolutely a 100% perfect. They've never annoyed us. Not one time. Isn't that amazing? They're eight and my daughter's almost 13. Not one time has she ever annoyed us, done anything wrong, never gotten a grade below A++ ever, not once. Um, never forgotten chores. Never they they. Uh, we came home the other day. All three kids painting the outside of the house. Never didn't even ask them. Just ladders and buckets and sheets. Just painting the outside of the house. And Lisa and I just went in and had a glass of wine. Um, that's just me. That's me. But hypothetically, if our children did something that was of concern to hypothetically, because it would never happen in my family. I'm just saying hypothetically. When that in the narrative, the false fictional narrative that I'm crafting right now, when that happened, Lisa and our Lisa and my pretty much our rote response is to look at ourselves. And I wanted to point that out because again, whether you have kids or not, totally irrelevant because this is the point I'm trying to make is is that because I've talked about, you know, the influence and I even talked about recently with one of my clients slash podcast listeners wrote me that nice email and, and said, what do you do when people make comments and all these kinds of things? And I always come back to this thing of like, use that as fuel and energy to treat yourself better and to do what you do even better because it's, it's better for you and it creates a better example for others to learn from you by you not having to get in their face about it. It's just that I'm making the point that with my kids, our first initial reaction, if there's a behavior exhibited over time, not a one-off, but you know, like I'm noticing this is happening. We do, Lisa and I both have a discussion of like, is it something that we are doing? Like we, I want to know because I, I immediately turn that into myself and say, 
I want to know if this is something to do with the example that I am setting. And it's not mutually exclusive to me also being a parent to that child, to that child of impersonal uh, individuality, um, to to help them as a parent, to guide them directly as a parent. But, but, but it is not without my questioning of my own behavior and saying, can I do better here? Is it something that I'm doing that they are modeling? I want to know that. And I want to know that as a practitioner, by the way, as well, that it's primo for me that I am healthy and happy as much as I possibly can, because it's the job that I, that I love. And I want to be able to influence as many people as possible. And I can't do that if I'm not fixing my own crap. Dig? Okay. Um, I brought that up because I just noticed it the other day. We were like, is this something that we're doing? And I thought that's kind of cool. Like we, j- we didn't like we're over it enough to be like, is this, can we, we can look at ourselves enough to say like, am I stressed? Am I doing this thing? Maybe, maybe I, maybe I'm not, but it's a good question to ask. And I think it's a good question to ask individually. If you're, if, you know, just having trouble in your own life, just without even kids, I think it's just, we, you know, small steppers look at what we do and we look at what we do without the just heaviness life judgment of like, I'm just a bad person. I hate that term. I'm a bad, a bad person. Well, I mean, God, it's like crazy, right? Bad person. It's so gigantic. What a huge term that is. Totally, totally irrelevant to anybody. I never met somebody who's a bad person. They're there. I'm not saying that. I just never met one. I've met people who've done bad things. That'd be me. I'm just saying, I've never met somebody who's a bad person. So to remove that kind of heaviness from the discussion of how we're doing in the modern world is only everything but anything but, but it's nothing but positive. That's what I'm trying to say by double negativing all over the place. It's nothing but positive to say, let me get the heaviness out of there. Let me look for real now without this heaviness and say, okay, can I just get some information here that I can now use to make some changes? Amazing. On a kind of tangential but somewhat similar note, I was noticing this about uh, about my small steps approach, which is we we are very. I talked about this, I think, in a I don't know three or four episodes ago. I don't know, but I, I want to make a separate point about it. We are very much about like if I can just get to the scale weight, then I can X Y Z. If I can just get the new job, then I can X Y Z. <clears throat> we are very much goal or end game focused. The beauty of the small steps approach of, of actually building, you know, for the first task first and then building the steps list from that is that it, the step, the list itself takes constant attention the, the, because you are, you are manipulating the, the steps list almost on a daily basis, but in the very least checking it, looking at it, dealing with it, working with it, working it itself on a daily basis. Contrast that to a, a diet or a or a you know an exercise DVD series, and you're not considering is this good for me today? Is this, I'm you're just like I'm focused on and I'm doing this thing. Now it's, I did the Wim Hof thing. It's I did a ten week thing. I didn't go. What's going to be a good thing for me to do today? Is this going to work? I was like did it. I was handed the thing. I did it. I did it ten weeks and it was over and done with. And it was fantastic. And I still do it every day. I haven't missed a single day since last July. It's great. But it's not a some steps list. That was a thing that I did to learn a thing, and that's great. But it was going to school, essentially, what that is. That's kind of what a diet does. It's You're just going to school. You're going to the school of paleo, and it's a 10-week school, and you sign up, and you follow it, and you graduate. 
but the steps list is ongoing and because it's ongoing it 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 takes and requires your focus and attention this is another bonus you're then less focused on the end game you automatically even if you have that end game even if you have that i want to be at a healthy weight and i think that's fantastic uh, of course right you want to feel good you want to feel sexy you want to feel strong and energetic and be functional physically i think those are all amazing things but sometimes that goal is so gargantuan that we stop in our tracks because we go, it's too huge. I'm too far away from it. It's going to take too much. Whereas the steps list gets enacted and we just, we, 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 all of a sudden the focus comes away from that end game right away. It might be the thing that, that inspired us to start a steps list. I want this so bad. I've tried every diet in the world and it's, and it, and it, and it succeeded and then failed, succeeded. So I'm over that. Now I want to learn the steps list system. Same goal as I had before when I would diet every time, but now it's a different tack. Okay. I'm going to try it this way. And when I do, I'm going to dive into a steps list. And I'm going to build the steps. List. And all of a sudden, lo and behold, I'm not thinking about what's going to happen in 10 weeks because it ain't about 10 weeks. It's about a process. And that means that when the goal actually comes and chances are good guys that it's going to come, but better yet, it's going to stay when it does. Cause you got there in such a real way. I can't even tell you. And you've, you've taken enough time to actually make it real, to, to make it a permanent fixture in your wall of behaviors. Okay. If you haven't, if you don't know wall behaviors is go back and listen to old episodes, you're doing it and you're less of, fo you're less focused and obsessed with the end game immediately because you, you don't have the time. I mean, you just don't have the time. It's like trail running. You want to get to the end of four miles, but you have to watch where you're going. You have to pay attention to where you're going. You cannot look at your watch and count down the miles until you're up to four miles because guess what? You're going to fall because there's things in the road. It's not consistent. It's not even and plowed and, and smoothed and perfected so that you can just focus on your pace and your distance. That's not what trail running is. I, I'm using this analogy because it's very real for me because what it got me to do was why I love that over running on roads every day uh, I mean, all the time is because it is demanding of my attention and, and gets me more present and aware in the moment. That's what a steps list does, you guys. It really, really does. You have the same end game. You still want to run 50 miles a week? Fine. But the, the quality of the journey, ah... Uh, it, I came out. I hate the word journey. I told you he was the boss of mine at, at uh, Domino's, the only guy who ever fired me. The only time I've ever gotten fired from a guy named Journey. So I just hate the word. I don't know what happened to him. You know what he's doing? Working at that same Domino's in Kingwood, Texas. I'll tell you that much. 30 years later, he's like 90. It's just still getting mad at people. And so it deserves your constant attention such that the process is of a whole nother quality. It's it's a it's a it's it's part of what makes your life fulfilling. You're not waiting anymore for that once I get to that end game. But you don't the beauty of it is you don't have to try that hard to say, okay, I have that goal, but I, I really have to I really have to try not to think about it so much. I just it's so hard for me not to think about it. You don't have to have that battle. You just go, there's my goal. Here's my steps list. Okay, I'm going to focus on the step list because it's going to get me to the goal. And because it's a different deal than being handed what to do because you're the one creating the list, you're involved. You're a player, not a player. You're a player. Like you're an actual player ER in, the, in your own process. And because of that, 
you just don't, you can't focus on the end game as much. You just can't do it. Just like on trail run, you cannot focus on the four miles solely because you will hurt yourself. Essentially, that's what dieting is. You damage yourself, is my opinion. I don't even think it's healthy to just make that 180 of a turn dietarily anyway, but neither here nor there. The damage for me comes when somebody so-called fails from the diet and feels like a failure and gains the weight back and feels shame and guilt. That's damage. And that's sad because I hate when I see that because that should never have happened in the first place. But that's what that is. You can take the focus off the end game. Be clear about it. Know what it is. Know what you want. Know the, the, even the scale weight. Fine if that floats your boat. I just want to be 122. Okay, good. good. Write that down. Put it in your little notebook. But now when you start focusing on a real way to achieve that, a real way to live that makes you in charge of your life, that makes you have more self-confidence, more self-esteem, you will, I guarantee it, not be able to focus on that 122 number nearly the same as what you would if you were slogging through a freaking diet every day where they were handed you the plan so you don't have to consider anything and it leaves you plenty of time to look at that freaking scale weight, okay? And you should look at it because it's going to be gone, chances are. Am I being cynical? No, I'm being realistic. Remember the rules of the game? The rules of the game, okay? We know that. Don't keep battling it over or battle it over two more times until you're just like, yes, fine. Mm. As the mushroom coffee gets colder, the coffee part of it gets less and the mushroom part of it gets more, which I find both interesting and nauseating. Um, Clear the air is the name of this episode. What do I mean by clear the air? Um, here's what happened. So recently, I'm not going to get into details because it's sort of like private, but I'm going to relate something that happened to me. I had a thing with a family member. That's, that's as much as I'll, I'll sort of divulge, but it was a thing. And we all have things, don't we? With family members and like, or with friends, we have things. It's never, it's never a good thing. That's, that's trite. It's never a good thing to let these things fester. They are debilitating because we have to process process these things in such a massive energetic way in other words when we're holding on to anger or we are frustrated and we're not dealing with the actual things straight up we are expending way more energy than we would if you if we just dealt with it it's it's that difficulty of confrontation of saying the thought of confronting is so stressful the idea of it that i'm just going to let it fester in me and and it kind of spreads out the stress in a way more debilitating way to do that versus have the confrontation, deal with it, clear the air, and now you're free and you're moving on. And we kind of know that too. This is another one of those rules of the game. Like we know it's better to confront something head on. We know we're going to, if we do that, the chances of us feeling much better afterwards are huge and high. And yet we still won't because if the pain, the perceived pain of what that's going to be. It's not healthy. And, 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 and as, a, as a practitioner, you might be thinking, well, this is like talking about, I started, I think it was supposed to be about food, wasn't it? Because my friend John, he told me that the guy's a nutritionist and he hasn't mentioned cucumbers once. How it relates to health is that this is just one of the ways that I think we are stopping or being stopped. I'll put stopping because it's us. Nobody's stopping us. We're stopping ourselves 
from making real gains. This isn't about how much you know about protein. Do you see? It's related to health because these kinds of things, the things that are in us that we are not dealing with, are the major drivers to less healthy and distractive behaviors. They are the major drivers to us not taking care of ourselves, to us eating out of stress, to us not having the energy to get off of, of the couch because it's it's sucking the energy from us. And I am just 100% in the same boat as everybody else. Like it's, I, I again, something I've worked on my entire life, gotten really like way better at it than I was when I was 18. It's a steady progression. When Lisa and I got married, like we had to figure that out the way that we communicate with each other because the first year it was like we'd get pissed and just like not talk about it for like two days. And then finally it was like, why are we wasting? We know we love each other. And we, just, we have to get over ourselves because we're, every moment that we're just hiding this thing and not dealing with it because we're just going to stew is valuable time that we could be spending with each other if we just spend 15 minutes and just get it out, clear the freaking air. This is about how we relate to others, but also how we relate to ourselves. This is the, the major, I don't want to say major twice, but major part of our own ability to take control of our lives is to fix our crap. So wanted to swear there. So wanted to fix your hit so that you can lose weight. What? Did that? Did he just say that he sh- you should clear things up with your friends because that's a weight loss tool? That's just insane. I'm going to go back to that paleo podcast because that guy talks about protein more and I understand that. But it's real. You guys, I really, I really, you think I, if you think I'm crazy, go listen to somebody else. I think this is real because I've been doing this a long time. And here's why I think this, because people know enough about food already. That's not why we're unhealthy. I don't care if you're vegan or paleo. We have a general idea about what healthy eating is. We, 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 we know what's stopping it is the stress of the modern world. And part of the stress of the modern world is simply that we have things that we are not dealing with mostly because we're exhausted. We're distracted. We have fear for our kids and our spouses and all these kinds of things. And it keeps that stuff bottled up. And I'm relating it to you because the familial thing that I had got cleared up, cleared the air. And it's like, I thought, and I really thought to myself, and and Lisa was great because she she was like, I could tell she was kind of pushing me in a very respectful way as if to say, do you really want to mess this up because of this? I'm going to swear for the 183 episodes. Okay. I apologize. Plug your ears if you have kids in the car. But she said, are you really going to tack, tax, like ruin this relationship because of bullshit? And it's and it, and and she find, like once everything got cleared, she was like, I I was kind. I said, yeah, I could totally feel you were like, do you really want? Is this really that important? This is more important than the value of the relationship on the on the whole. Is this one little thing that happened, and you're gonna stew about it, and you're really gonna like be done with it, really, because of this thing? That's crazy. And she didn't say that, but I could tell. She's like, well. You know, there was like little subtle hints. You could tell I was kind of in my own head on it. And it didn't last long as a few days, but it was enough to, for me to go like, what am I talking about here? This is not me. I'm not going to get swept up into some all in all minor, minor thing. And, and then, and then, and then potentially damage of just a lifelong relationship that is so much more worth any minutia. I can't even tell you, but it is this process or this, or this 
the, you know, you've heard the, the term like getting over yourself. You've heard the saying, the phrase, getting over your, get over yourself. Well, what does that mean? It means that on some level, we know very clearly what is us and what is not us in that moment. We're very cognizant of that. I was very cognizant of that, but I was grappling at the same time. We're going to grapple. We got it. But there's a clarity there too. And, and appreciate that clarity as you're grappling, as you're just stewing and you're grappling and you're, and you're, but, but understand probably this is kind of like the, what would I do thing? You probably understand like what's you and what's not you in this situation. And you, you got to process and you got to get through it, but eventually you clear the air. And, and, and you do that with yourself as well. The things that you're not happy with, the things that you've done or are still doing. And the anger there and the resentment that we can feel even toward ourselves, we will move on when we clear that up. And sometimes clearing that up is so massive when I'm working with clients that I'm like, look, you need to see a psychologist because, again, I'm not a psychologist. But that doesn't stop me from believing that when we clear our uh, well, when we get clear on who exactly we are, we may need a psychologist or some sort of therapy to help us process those things when they come out to to move on. Uh, if, I mean, if Lisa and I were having trouble, I would immediately get to marriage counselor because I'm not a marriage counselor, and I would immediately need help from external. So that would be absolutely a thing on the table, I think, for both of us. We need help shuttling through that process, but we have to be clear, first and foremost, that the marriage is something we want, right? Same thing with your health. You got to be clear about who you are and what you want in your life, health and happiness-wise, and then you may need assistance getting there, but you got to be clear first. You got to say like, this is worth the struggle of that. And I need help, quote, getting over myself. If I'm not getting over myself, then I'm wallowing. If I'm not getting over myself, then I'm eating crappy food, even though I know better. If I'm not getting over myself, then I'm a victim. And I'm going, there's just nothing I can do about it. It's just what I've done. It's just who I am. And we sometimes have to clear the air with us and say, that's not okay. That's really not who I am. I, 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 I've been a kind of a tool. And I'm probably going to edit out the swear word. I'm going to edit it out. I decided I'm going to have to find it. I'm going to have to search through the entire hour that I'm going to be talking here and find that. So by now you've heard this and you go, I didn't have to cover my kid's ears. He freaking do. He edited it out. Good guy, Sid. Yeah, I got over myself. Here's the question that I'm asking you. And I don't necessarily have the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Can we both, and this has to do with clear the air, I promise, can we both expect more of ourselves and accept ourselves for where we are at the moment? Here's one of these sayings that I kind of take issue with, which is just love yourself. Love yourself with who, love yourself for who you are. I'm not opposed to it per se. I just think like most things, there it goes deeper than that. And I what worries me is when just love yourself implies that you don't you don't have to do better or that you don't even want to do better. It sort of shuts that down of like if you just love and accept yourself now, then you're good. And I don't I think clearing the air is saying you can say that, but that may not be true. It may be true, but it may not be true too. Clearing the air says I think I I think I want to do better. Do I believe that we can expect more of ourselves and accept ourselves where we are at the moment? Yes, I do. I think that's a, so in answer to my own question, I think that's a small stepper's way. Because like I've always said, what small steppers say is, uh, I'm overweight. Yeah, but I'm doing something about it. That's to love. <laughs> if you're going to 
you don't have to love that you're overweight. You can love that you're freaking fighting for it. I love that's amazing. When I see somebody overweight running on the road, I'm never like, well, you're overweight. You should probably eat. I'm just like, that's power like embodied. That's amazing. Incredible. That person's like, I'm doing something about it. And that's a fight. And that's worth respect, self-respect and self-esteem and self-love. It is. It is what is that is. I'm just sensitive about this sort of like just 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 love yourself. Because I, I think it's too simple. I think it's I think we can convince ourselves of something that doesn't actually exist for us and waste our time in the conflict that arises when we try to lie to ourselves about something that we don't believe is true. I think we cannot love how unhealthy we are, maybe, and say, I don't love this about myself. It's okay. I want to clear the air about that. I'm pissed. I'm pissed that I've let myself get like this. I don't like it about myself. I think that's such a healthier way than to say... It's just who I am. I love myself the way that I am, even though I really don't. And I'm just going to keep eating that down because I don't want to have to deal with the, the fact of the matter. And if you don't want to deal with the fact of the matter, but now that changes and you go, I'm going to clear the air and I'm going to realize I'm not happy. That's when the small step things comes in just perfectly because you don't say, I'm so out of whack that I'm just never going to get on top of this. Like, it's just so freaking out of my, frick, I said freaking, it's freaking out of my hands and there's just nothing I can do about it. It's too massive. I'm so unhealthy that there's nothing I can do about this at this point. That's where small step says, no, actually starting right now, you a hundred percent can. And when you do, like I said earlier in this episode, all of a sudden your focus is now not down the line. And whether you get to quote unquote there or not is t- becomes totally inconsequential because you start loving yourself because you see yourself fighting every day. That's what you love. You love getting up in the morning and saying, I have not given up or have not given in. I am getting up and I'm f- fighting. And I'm in spite of the flaws of me. And by the way, every human being, because we're a flawed species, sorry, but we are. Perfection is just and a ridiculous. Okay, I always say I always say perfection is ridiculous, and then I quickly say, okay, perfection is that we're flawed and we can do something about it. That's what's perfect. Just just define it for what you are. Either throw it out the window or say, but this is actually perfection. It's not about not making mistakes or being somehow perfectly whatever. It's about clearing the air and saying, I'm not. I know that this is happening for me, and I don't like it. I'm not doing this anymore. And I love that about myself because I love myself because I expect more out of myself. Whoa. That's my ultimate answer to can we both expect more of ourselves and accept ourselves? Yes, because I believe that we can, the expectations that we place on ourselves for more and better send us the message that we can do it. Why would you have that expectation of yourself? If you think you can't do it, you would say, I really can't do it. But if you have expectations of a living a better life, of building a better life, of building your relationships, of, of eating better and treating yourself better, and you, have, and you set that as an expectation, that's what you accept in the moment. You say, I'm this person who, has, who thinks I'm worth it enough to expect more than what's happening for me right now. That's a, a very complex but incredibly generous and loving and decent way to look at your life. It's not as simple as saying, just, I just love myself that I eat junk food all day. That's just who I am. I think that's just such a weak thing. 
I think it's okay to say, I don't love that I do this. I think I need to do it right now because of what's going on in my life. So I'm just going to do that, but I don't like it. And so I'm also at the same time going to make some small steps to move me out of this situation. Do I know how long it's going to take? No, don't know, don't care because I'm fighting and I'm going to get up and fight and I'm going to look in the mirror for the first time and be totally okay with what I see because I see somebody who says, no more, no more. It's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be the sexy before and after picture. Or if it is, it's going to be years in the making and nobody's going to give a crap either anyway because nobody wants to see a before and after that takes 10 years because then they're like, well, I'm not going to do something that takes 10 years. I have a, I'm seeing a before and after that was 21 days. That's what I like. But you're going to see a before and after picture that's in your head. And that's real. And you're going to do it because you're going to clear the air about what's in you over time in a safe and controlled way. If it becomes, again, debilitating, you're listening to me say this right now, you may need help. You may need help from friends and family and even practitioners to say, let me protect you in the, in the transition until you're used to dealing with this on your own. And any practitioner you work with should want that for you. Shouldn't be like, you know what you should do is just sign up with me for the rest of your life. It just, just, just sign the dotted line now because you can't do this alone. That's the, uh, I've been seeing my naturopath every week for 10 years and I buy these things and I go, 10 years for, why 10 years? Amazing practitioner. That's why they're driving a Beamer. But I'm just saying, you're not exactly getting empowered here. Something's not working if you're having to do something 10 years every week for most people. Maybe there's something that deserves that, but I'm just saying what I've seen. Clearing the air is over time, And by the way, you can start small stepping with a steps list that's seemingly totally unrelated to this. And the air gets cleared simply because you are devoting attention to your life today. And when you do that, and when you write that first task that I talk about all the time, where you write who you are in first person as if it's happening now, that's how you clear the air because that's how you see the difference, not with that heavy judgment thing I was talking about, but you see the difference between the real you and the you that's been living and then the fight starts because you say, this ain't who I am. This is not who I am. This fight I'm having with my family member, it's not who I am. It's what I did, but it's not who I am. I know that. It's just clear. And I know that when I fix it, like other situations, I don't like to say problems, as you guys know, when I fix it, I'm going to be better for it. My life is going to be better for it. The people in my life are going to be better for it because I'm better for it. Then we get up the next day and we get up the next day after that and we get up the next day after that and we have the ethic of clearing the air. We have the ethic of taking things out of storage, bringing them out and looking at what we want to keep and what we want to donate and moving on from there. The decluttering that is so prevalent, even with clients that I have and myself too, is also a mental decluttering. That's what this is. We are clearing things up so that we are less hindered at the time that we decide to move ahead with our plans for living healthier and happier. The more we clear the air, the less hindered we are. There is an absolute direct relationship between getting the things that are stressing you out out and taking steps to make yourself healthier and happier. Direct relationship. You know how I know? Because I deal with it all the time. All right? All right, you guys. That's it for this week. Go to my YouTube channel. Subscribe to it. Subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. 
If you have and you like what you hear, then leave me an iTunes review. If you have a, a question or comment, email me, podcast at sidgarzahillman.com. One thing I didn't notice was a nice email I got for somebody who uh, I was talking about Strava last week and was and they said, you know, we have problem. I have a problem with Strava. It's hard for me because I get I go too deep. That's why I can't do Fitbits. It, it, it makes me too crazy. And I was talking about that earlier in this in this episode of just becoming too much. And I think that 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 may be valid, but at the same time, that power that you have knowing that about yourself and saying, okay, in spite of that, I'm still going to join. And this is not an ad for Strava because I'm not I'm not connected. So whatever that is for you, putting this Fitbit on or whatever, is to say. I'm just going to be very clear before I do it about who I am so that as I'm doing it, I'm going to use it as a learning experience to say, can I fight this? Can I, that's a clearing the air process of saying, this is my ten. I have that. I've talked about this a lot of times, right? You guys know that I have tendency toward militancy. Well, it hasn't made me stop training for an ultra marathon, for instance. It's just made me very clear because I don't hide it. I don't shy away from it. I bring it out and say, okay, I'm, the fight's on on this one. I don't want to be this way because it's not who I am. And I have that tendency and I'm not going to try to make it go away, but I'm going to be aware of it and negotiate my life in spite of it. And that means sometimes consciously putting yourselves in places that previously were triggers, but now with this increased awareness, you're going, I can negotiate this. That's strength and that's power, you guys. That's a real deal. That's a real deal. And I want it for everybody listening to this podcast and beyond. I want you guys to know the power you have. Got it? All right. Podcast at SidGarzaHillman.com is my uh, email address if you have any questions. I hope to see you guys at one of the events where I'm speaking. And if not, just, you know, keep in touch. I love hearing from everybody. And throw me a review if you think about or donate to the podcast. Blah, blah, blah. I'll talk to you guys next week. I'll be here for episode 184. In the meantime, will you guys do me a favor? Will you? Please? Be well. more than what you're probably probably hearing I can rarely look at something without thinking too much for each move you make I find a handful of reasons I can weather the voices of condemnation but I want to find shelter from them in your touch I am tired and I don't quite know how I got this way Why do I keep from coming to you with exactly what's on my mind? What if they took away my dreams, they took away all I'd worked for Would I say, okay, fine?
those called patience. I can weather the voices of condemnation, but I want to find shelter from them in your touch. I am tired and I don't quite know how I got this way. So confused, but with a clear place to go. And no matter how long they make me wait, I want to look at them and be able to say, okay, okay, good. Touch. In your touch.